East High. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the pod. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. Cast, and I'm Tyler. What? Because when I said welcome back to the pod, I never finished the word. So I said cast. It was delayed. Oh. It was a little joke. You had to explain it to me so it wasn't funny. No, jokes are always funnier when you explain them. We established this in the last episode. We have established that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, What minute of High School Musical are we talking about today, Condra? Speaking of breaking up a word, we are talking about minute 51, which starts with the end of Fulton's sentence from last minute saying that he was generously overlooking previous the previous break violation of Gabriella's and ends with Bart Johnson not Bart Johnson Whoa, oh my Bolton? god Mike Bolton Bart no it is Bart Johnson that's his actual <laughs> the, name the the name of the actor is Bart Johnson is Bart Johnson I wasn't is, wrong there is Jack Bolton Jack yeah. Bolton saying if you don't you're happy and you know it <laughs> Uh, (laughs) saying that if you don't you get left behind to troy left behind um yeah so kind of two scenes in this minute so we'll finish up the fulton water bug bit first and then we'll move into (laughs) the troy and his dad talking over a car (laughs) so fulton has been reprimanding troy and gabriella mostly gabriella mostly gabriella as, as usual for their what what are they doing in the pool? Swimming. <laughs> I guess I was trying to come up with a tomfoolery type word. Oh. So he he said he he didn't count as a violation or infraction the first time when she was taking her break was too long. I don't remember what actually happened. That was just kind of a line. She line like of ran into in the kitchen. She's like, "It smells awesome in here," and it was like twelve twenty nine instead of twelve thirty. Oh, she started her break slightly early. Okay. Yeah. So he erased that one. So instead of having three strikes and she's out, she only has two strikes. Yeah, which I don't know. Like, it wouldn't have made a difference. Like, in terms of the, the layout of the movie, like, if Gabriella got her third strike now, it seems like it would be the same thing. Like, now we just have to have another scene where something stupid happens and then Gabriella gets her third strike. Like, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> Well, we need the next scene to happen and after like the next minute to happen, I guess. Okay. So. Yeah. The, we're, we're, we're still midway through the movie. We can't heighten things up yet. Yep. We're, yeah. We're not even halfway there. Nope. Not yet. Almost, but not quite. So he says the first infraction was for their golf course jaunt, which was, which was a good turn of phrase. Mm. Yeah, Fulton does have some good lines. We've said that before, but... Yes, he's witty. He's into acting as well. <laughs> yeah, he's got that kind of dramatic way of speaking. He's a Darbus type. <laughs> well, and and that's... And we've said this before. He's the he's the direct analog character. And he goes, and now and now you're swimming in the pool. That, that's, that's, that's strike two. Don't make me give you strike three. And then he says, out of the pool. <laughs> And Gabrielle like hops up, gone. And Troy's like looks like he wants to say something, but doesn't, which is really annoying. Like he just is like do- he doesn't look confused. He looks indignant. I I wrote frustrated and shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing there like what? That's a good title. 
so yeah, Gabriella does the thing where she like exits the situation. And this kind of happened. I guess this might be the similar scene as in the last movie where she runs into the into the gym and then Mr. Bolton walks back in and says, What what is she doing here? Don't yeah. let girls get in the way of your basketball, Troy. Yeah, no, that's a great comparison. And she kind of did the same thing in that minute where she just kind of instantly demurred and exited. Yeah. Her backbone is not strong for this situation. Yeah. Well, hopefully she she does some some back strengthening exercises. Maybe working at a, at a pool would help with that. <laughs> but Troy does his back strengthening exercises by bending over a car. Yes. So we cut we cut away from frustrated and shirtless to an establishing house shot. Yeah. Which I think Good old might, establishing shot. Which I think might be the first time we've seen the exterior of the Bolton residence. Uh, we have to have seen it before. I know we've seen the back, but I don't think like in the very traditional like start of the TV show where they just show yeah. that. Yeah, it's well, it's not full house where you like every episode starts with you on the outside of the house. But I don't know. It must have happened before. We just don't remember it because it's not a particularly memorable looking house. Like, yeah, I feel like we have seen the size of the house and we've remarked this is a big house. So, yeah. Troy I know we've the seen big the exterior house. of Gabriella's house. I know we've seen that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Troy and Jack Bolton, Mr. Coach Jack Bolton, as we've called him before, are leaning over the, the popped hood that um, Jack is, is has a wrench. He's working on the engine. I mean, it's not very specific what he's doing. And Troy's not particularly helping. They're just kind of having a, you know, a setting where where a conversation with the father would happen in a garage talking while fixing a car. God forbid this scene take place just like on a couch or like at the kitchen table. <laughs> no, they're manly. Well, I, it's like a it's like a Pope of the Pool situation, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Like it's helpful to have the characters doing something and yeah. we'll get we'll get the relevance of that in the next minute. I think also, though, it does help physically divide them when Troy and his dad are pretty divided about their, like, thoughts about what Troy is telling him. I think it helps, like, distance them in a in a physical sense as well as, like, the, the verbal sense and mental sense that they're separated. Yeah, it's not, like, the most emotionally provocative set piece. Like, oh, wow, they're, like... Yeah. <laughs> It's not like that prison type shot where they have two people on either side of the glass and they like put their hand up to it. You're like, oh, no, they're separated. Like, but it is it is what you're saying, where it's like you get you're kind of like left, right, like back and forth. Yeah. Medium the, shots. The camera has contrast. to move. Yeah. Yeah. Did you also notice that there's just like a basketball next to Troy? Like in the car hood? Like, it, I don't think it's holding up the hood. No, it's not. It's just kind of there. Like, there has to be a basketball involved. So we know that Troy likes basketball. In case you forgot, because we haven't talked about basketball for, like, 20 minutes. Not even 20 minutes. Like, There's also minutes. just, like, a lingering basketball hoop, like, on the shelf behind him in the garage. Yeah, it's very obvious that this is Troy and his dad's house. Like, like in case you were confused. I'm glad that Jack Bolton does other manly things, like fixing cars. <laughs> Haven't we seen him grill too? No. 
Maybe I don't, not. I don't think so. I did like we can see his big we can see his big arms and his big muscles. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stereotypical in every sense that it's like it's janky truck. He's talking about like yeah, you're working and doing hard and like well, it's okay <laughs> that you're doing better than the other people and you should be tracing your shooting your shot and like going for what you want and beat the others. Yeah. That's interesting. And I want to get into the meat of what they're talking about. So the the last thing I wanted to say was like, it's not that men can't have these sorts of social interactions in your like stereotypical way. It's that so often these sort of social situations are in the context of a manly activity, like grilling or fixing a car or the updated stereotype is men having a podcast. Like this is the place where the, the men are explicitly explicitly allowed to talk about their feelings. And so this is what we get. This they're they're both sharing their points of view. It's so funny that like media continues this like men can't talk about their feelings unless it's under these specific circumstances. I don't I don't think it's yeah, I don't think this is like a, a bad or negative example of it. No, but I think it's like it's a good portrayal of like the good relationship that Troy and his father have actually developed. No, absolutely. I just it's funny that because like the last time they had this conversation, it was like in a locker room and they also had one like at the basketball court. Like, well, I guess I guess conversely, if you were doing like stereotypical female conversations like with women, it'd be over like knitting or that's, you know, or mimosas at brunch, or like there are also the stereotypical female activities and the stereotypical male activities. So like we we get these gender roles enforced on us from both sides. And it's annoying because people should be able to talk about their feelings all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So Troy is describing like what his day was like, and he's talking about how Mr. Evans let him play a couple of holes at on the golf course while he was caddying. And then after that, he got invited to dinner and Troy's kind of reacting to this thing. Well, no, first of all, he's talking about how there was um, Peter and Claire were there and they were talking about scholarships. Which we never heard them talk about. Well, they kind of like alluded to scholarships, but nothing concrete. Then Troy was reacting to the thing where like Jason and Chad were there serving us while I'm having this fancy dinner and how that felt awkward too. Which rightfully so, like it shows that Troy recognizes the oddness of the situation and that it kind of wasn't fair because he was also getting paid for that. (laughs) As we've referred to it before, Troy and the power structure from multiple dimensions, the return of the power structure from multiple dimensions. Mm -hmm. I just, that's the That's the name of the sequel. (laughs) And what Mr. Bolton points out is that, Chad and Jason were getting paid for doing their job. Like they were just doing their job. It wasn't like Troy, like specifically asked them as a favor to serve him. Like everyone was just kind of there doing what they were supposed to be doing. And no one, no one was behaving other than like Sharpay and Mr. Evans. No one was behaving in a way that was like outside of their expectations for that moment. Yeah. But I still see why Troy thought it would be awkward. Like, oh yeah, I in high school would be 
apprehensive when I would have to serve my classmate. Like, they would very rarely, like, come into my place of work because it didn't quite fit. But, like, it was still awkward to be, like, on the other end. And they would try and be pally. But I was like, no, not this, not the right situation. Like, I get why Troy was uncomfortable with it. Because also, Troy doesn't, didn't want his friends to... Like, he got his friends into that job, like, for him to be set on a different path and they're not working together as a team. Like, this is a distinct break from that team aspect that it was supposed to be. Yeah, and so, and and please correct me if I miss, if I miss where the minute cuts off, but I'm pretty sure in this minute is where Jack is saying, like, you know, you have your team there and it's great that you put your team together, but also you're an individual. You need to work on your own personal goals. And if you're not focusing on yourself sometimes, then those things, then the things that you want might not happen. Yeah. He says, you're not going to be a wildcat forever, <laughs> which Bart is, a or, um, oh my God, I keep calling him the actor's name. Jack is a poor example of that because he continues to be a wildcat. I also, yeah, he says, everybody's got their own future. Yeah. And that, a lot of people are going to be chasing the same opportunities that he will. So he has to figure out what he wants and start fighting for it. Yeah. The other thing I noticed that when Troy was talking about the golfing and the dinner this time, he sounded much more excited than when he was telling like Gabriella a little bit about it. And that kind of st- like it just he seemed like it was more he was more into it that time. I think out of context, he realizes it's kind of either funny or like unusual in a way that like, and I was caddying, but then they asked me to play holes and then I was eating dinner. Like, yeah, it's the sort of thing. Like when you're telling someone you're more emotionally vulnerable, like with like Gabriella, then you can be like, that was incredibly awkward. But now he's telling his dad and he's slightly more detached from it. And he's like playing up the humor of the story instead. Mm hmm. And so back to what Jack was saying with the, like, the future and the opportunities that Troy needs to chase. Troy looked very confused about all of this. Yeah, there's a couple sides to it. So from my perspective, you know, there's this side of things that parents do with regards to, like, the education of their children where parents are so hyper-focused on getting what's best for their own kid that they're really willing to forego what's best for schools and for the education system overall. You see a lot of this with like the terms of like the modern segregation of public schools Mm -hmm. and the inequality of access that people have to public schools because rich white parents want their kids to get the best possible education. And (laughs) the, the presence, the presence of minorities is perceived as a threat, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's a tangent. Jack just wants Troy to get what what's best for Troy and what he thinks Troy deserves because he sees Troy working so hard and he himself has pushed Troy so hard that, you know, if Troy is getting basketball attention, if he's getting in talks for scholarships, then Troy has earned that. And to a certain extent he has, and he should look for that. And, you know, every, everyone gets to a point where they become an adult and you do have to, make a choice and pick a direction and go with it. But there's also something to be said for, you know, valuing community and valuing teamwork Mm -hmm. and not sort of engaging in that individualistic 
capitalistic structure that we have in this country as well. Definitely. And I think for Troy, it's also that confusion of his dad had been so previously focused. He's like, get away for the team to be together this summer. Get away for y'all to keep your connection strong so you can get another championship next year. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, Troy, it's the Troy show now. Yeah. I don't think it's an inconsistency for the character, though. No. I no. think when Jack's around the other guys, it's like team. And then when he's just around Troy, then he can give the advice to Troy that Troy needs. Yeah. No, definitely. I I don't disagree there. But also, I could see why Troy is confused by mixed messaging. <laughs> yeah. It's, all, it's also interesting how it relates to the advice that Jack gave in the previous movie with the whole, like, you know, if they were really your friends, they would support you no matter what no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. And that I that that advice in the last movie being ironic because Jack wasn't actually giving Troy the support he needed. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it very much holds true. Like guys like Chad and Jason and Zeke are going to support Troy and his successes going into college. Mm-hmm. Right. There's Absolutely. a chance that one of them might be competing with a basketball scholarship against Troy. But I mean they probably all see that Troy is the star and that Troy is going to get more access to a, a better school and they might get to play basketball in college, but Troy's not the person they're competing with. Mm-hmm. So in that way, it's like, yeah, your teammates, you don't need to feel bad for your teammates because your teammates are going to support you. Like they also want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Like they're your friends. So that's the other side of it where it's like, Troy doesn't have to feel bad all of the time. If his friends are getting what they need and and he's happy for them and they're happy for him. No, absolutely. And I still get why Troy was uncomfortable in the moment because he felt fake and it was enforced by the fact that his friends, his best friend had to serve him and it just escalated the phoniness that Troy is never comfortable with. Like that's yeah. why he doesn't really like performing. Yeah, no, and and it show and I agree. It shows why Troy is a good person because he's not he's not just riding his successes with no acknowledgement of who took him there. Mm-hmm. He recognizes that it, it was it was and he said this in the in the dinner scene. <laughs> he recognizes that it, it was his teammates who helped him get there. And so to, for him to con- conceive of his successes wholly individual would be flawed, but also he should look after himself when it comes to getting into a good college and getting a scholarship. And I will speak as someone with experience with this. It is very possible that Troy experiences some semblance of imposter syndrome. So he recognizes (laughs) somewhere in his brain that he is quite talented and, and very capable, but there's always that niggling that like, I can do better. I don't deserve all the attention I'm getting. Why is it me? Um, Troy, Troy seems while confident in his own skills, also humble enough and so self-conscious enough to recognize that it's not always about him. And when it does turn into all about him, it, it's a little of the why and do I deserve this? <laughs> this coming from a boy who's had like a, uh, a four times his size bobblehead, like, Mm-hmm. What, uh, fat, no, they're called fat heads. Those big like stickers that you put on the walls. Uh, 
the the picture on the on yeah. the wall of Troy. Yeah, when that's Gabriella's like singing, nine feet tall. Yeah, and he is uncomfortable by a lot of that attention, except when he got lifted up when Gabriella started that song. Like for the most part, you see him, and he's a little uncomfortable with it. But every now and then, he gets swept up in the moment. What we haven't gotten yet is like Chad or Zeke's or Jason's reaction to this attention that Troy is getting. Mm -hmm. Like Chad was annoyed that he had to keep caddying, but there was also like Ryan was also part in on that joke. So yeah, we haven't gotten his teammates perspective. Like, like everything in this movie is always filtered through Troy. Mm -hmm. And while we did see like a slightly annoyed face from Chad and a confused face from Jason when they were serving Troy, we also don't know if that was directed at Sharpay, who was being ridiculously over the top. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the Evanses who who elicit that reaction. Yeah, so it's unclear at this time whether Chad was annoyed with Troy being again in the center of the spotlight, which I could also understand because Chad's always kind of been second to Troy. And while he does very well under that, as we saw in the last movie where he ran practices at when Troy wasn't there and like had ideas and was a very good second in command. He also felt jealous when Troy got more attention in ways that Chad didn't think he deserved and got jealous when Troy's attention was getting drawn to other places. So Chad has some sort of insecurity about his relationship with Troy and being second but it's never really been explored in a way that I can concretely say anything. Yeah, Chad's not a very in-depth character, which is fine because yeah. he's still a well-portrayed character. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to add, like, if Zeke was one of the waiters in that dynamic, because we know that Zeke likes Sharpay, mm-hmm. so that could add an aspect mm. of like intriguing drama to it. He not that it would be particularly interesting. Yeah, but. <laughs> He jealous of Troy for having Sharpay hang on him? Yeah. Would he go back to whisper to Gabriella and be like, yo, just saw Sharpay hanging over your man? Yeah, we get like an Othello type situation. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, this conversation continues into the next minute, so we can cut it off if you're if you're all set. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, where can people find us on the internet, Condra? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-A-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what your favorite type of car is. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, who composed our music, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out how big Jack Bolton's muscles really are. You can bet on it.